Hello and welcome to the Gaming Manifesto, the official podcast of commiegamer.com. I'm Callie, your host, and with me today I have Dan. Hey, what is up guys? And I have Jack. Vegetable rights in peace. <laughs> Indeed. Now, I want to see what you guys have been playing this week. Do you want to start us off, Dan? Uh, right, so I have been revisiting the Arkham games. Ooh. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what possessed me to play it. I couldn't sleep one night. I thought, I'm going to stick on Arkham Asylum. And before I knew it, I finished the entire game yet again. <laughs> um, I know it's only about six hours, I think it was. But I just it was the thrill of nostalgia for playing it for me. It was just absolutely like phenomenal. Just literally hiding up into gargoyles and jumping onto unsuspecting bad guys just makes you feel like a Batman. Is that speedrunning or getting all the trophies as well? Um, that's speedrunning. I will go back and get all the trophies eventually um, because it is my quest to platinum every game I play now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, um, I kind of just... Most of the Batman games I have sped run the first kind of couple times and then I'll go back on and try and 100% it once I know literally every nook and cranny of the game. And uh, Jack, what have you been playing this week? I've, this week I've been going back to a game I've have completed before. It's Shakedown Miami. No, not Miami, sorry. Shakedown Hawaii. Miami's the first one. Okay. I uh, You did mention this. I have no idea what that game is. Is it... No, go ahead. Do tell. Well, it's basically... This Switch game, which cost, I can't remember how much I bought it for, but it was like, it wasn't much at all. And it's pretty much by this, this developer who's treated as a no name, but they're actually quite good. The first one was, is they're all very retro looking games, artificial. So the first one was emulating the 8 bit architecture. This one's emulating the, the 16 bit Meg Drive and Super NES architecture. It's sort of like, you know, the original GTAs were all top-down isometric. Well, they weren't isometric, they were just top-down view. This is sort of like that, but with, I would harshly say, less variety. You always get the same, like, half-dozen sort of missions. I mean, trying to replicate what GTA, like, 2 did back in the day is a big thing. I mean, there's a reason why GTA was able to go so big, really, wasn't it? They, they've always had a lot to do with them. I always say the biggest GTA I ever got was when 5 was coming out. You got the posters on the side of buses, mm. and the posters were just of these generic characters you'd never seen before. And there was no gameplay or anything like that. Or, but you instantly know, oh, yeah, GTA 5. Mm. It's crazy, that game. That's still, like, the best-selling game on, like, the PlayStation 4 last year and stuff like that, despite coming out, like, a decade ago. It's been in top 10, like, for almost 10 years now. I'm not decided whether I'll buy the re-remake of it, especially because it's... They just said, oh, yeah, it'll cost you about 70 quid for it. Yeah, fuck that. You are aware this game is about a decade old now. Yeah. I uh, I played it, and if they were to release a bit more, say, first-player or single-player mm, campaign content... Definitely. I'd be maybe considering it, but like I completed that campaign. It was very good. I played some of the online. I have no reason to go back to it. You play that at all, Dan? Uh, GTA Five, yeah. I um, I played a lot of my friends, like just doing races and just generally like hitting each other with cars and just mucking about. Mm. Like, for example, you just throw C four into your mate's car and then just see you later. <sighs> Like betraying your friends <laughs> is the best thing about that game. Is that it's, it's the best feeling? Oh, it was. It's like it's it's such a good it was a good game. But now, obviously, like you said, it's nearly ten years old. Why are they still pushing that? It's like it's like Bethesda pushing Skyrim. Like I mean, mm. it's to the point where it's like okay, right, we're sick mm. of 
the crap you've kind of given us, give us something new. Uh, I would I would love a ground up remake of Vice City. I'm, I'm not sure if anyone will agree with me, but Vice City, like ground up in 4K, will look absolutely phenomenal. Especially like I think the next GTA will be Vice City. I'm, I'm hoping, but I want it in the 70s or 80s, just because I want that like Scarface aesthetic. Yeah. Yes, and that, and then the Scarface game was mm. a better GTA game than GTA was. Scarface game. I never got around to fully completing it. I got to like the second island. I, it became a little bit too much micromanagement of trying to, you know, yeah. make sure all my turf stayed good and like have to. But my favorite thing about that was the sailing to Columbia, picking up my coke, coming back, <laughs> laundering <laughs> the money. So, you know, taking it to the different areas while being chased down, going and launder my money. That was an awesome game. I feel like it done a lot more than GTA does in in some mm. respects. Like in GTA, mm. yeah, in GTA yeah. you got drugs, you got you know, hookers, you've got crime, you've got all that stuff. But in, in Scarface, you know, you just, you're the most powerful drug lord in like the whole of, I can't actually, I, or I, were. You have to, you have to work your way back up, but yeah. Like yeah, here's Miami. That's the one, yeah, I was say like. But I loved, um, I, I mean, I loved, I loved that game. That game though does entirely, not ruin the film, like, but it ruins the message and moral of that film entirely. Because of course, bad guys mm. aren't allowed to win. That's how, that's how, that's a golden rule of films. If you're a bad guy, you have to die at the end. You have to get a punishment. Scarface gets his. Uh, he dies in that, like, you know, pool directly below his, like, you know, the world is your statue. And then of course, the game changes it. So you actually survive, fight your way out of the building. Your tiger kills some <laughs> guy that's coming to get you. And then you rebuild your way back up. Didn't complete it. Maybe die again at the end. Who knows? But it was an Be- awesome game. Best part was the taunts. That was the best part. You could be driving and all of a sudden you start swearing. Perfect. That's captivating. <laughs> As a seven-year-old, fantastic. Cannot wait to play again. <laughs> Your cockroaches. That's the one. That is. That's the <laughs> oh, That's the best one. That and um, The Godfather. I think it's Godfather, the second oh. game of it. I've my God. It. I love uh. that. Jumping through windows. And also, uh, my guy, the executions you do with the pistol. Where you just have the guy on his... Oh, that was brutal. I was a bit put off by the Godfather, the two of them, because they couldn't get out. I don't know why you'd want it anyway, because his voice changed so much now. But they couldn't get Al Pacino in it. Yeah. So Did you actually see him in the game? I, I mean, I was playing as my own created character. I don't really remember. That's the thing. You, you do see Michael in it. Uh, okay. And you see him a lot. But I was like, at that point, you would say, just... Don't put Michael in it. Yeah. But they do. I didn't think, I don't know, maybe, uh, it's been a while since I played it. Maybe I didn't meet Michael and got that far. Unless he's at the very beginning, any. You probably did. He looks so much different to what Al Pacino looked <laughs> like in that film. You would never recognize. I had to be, t- I'm a huge fan of Godfather films and I had to be told, yeah, that's Michael. To be fair though, like, go, if you, no, like, I'm not. a fan, like, Godfather is the best or one of the best films ever made yeah i don't play a game expecting it to be anything like that film i mean it would make a very boring game to be honest if it were to try and follow the the actual storyline of say the godfather it's great to watch but it's not like an action-packed you know gunning guys down it's like 97 percent (laughs) exactly so So i'm I'm glad the game was well for me mostly just jumping through windows and executing people but (laughs) perfect it's a little bit it's the little bits in the game to get you little bits like setting a dynamite right in front of a safe and just blowing it up and just getting back to your safe house before the police like perfect absolutely loved it uh i'm now gonna have to go to cex or somewhere and just try and hunt these games down yet again just so i can just set my playstation to just play it but i'll be on there for hours if i did that more we can sort it now we can sort it (laughs) i've still got it somewhere i need to find it out like i did this 
not stupid thing. I'm, I'm okay with it, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would love to kill me for this. Uh, I took a lot of my old PlayStation 2 games and took the discs and put them in a little disc folder and just bins the case. So I might have had some nice expensive things available. There's one game I need to find, though, because um, they don't sell it on the online store on Xbox. But I'm pro- and I don't think it is even backward compatible. But it's the uh, the Chronicles of Riddick duo of games. Do you guys play that at all? Oh, I remember them. It was the um, no, Assault no. on Dark Athena and yes. Escape from Butcher's Bay. I mean, I love Riddick. Like, <laughs> I love Riddick. I'll I'll watch any crappy film they make about him. But those games were phenomenal. And like, I don't really do stealth games, but I will, I played those and very much enjoyed them. I love stealth games. Oh no, no, no. I, anyone that goes can't do stealth. No, no, no. I love stealth games. Um, not, not it, like for example, Splinter Cell. Oh, Splinter Cell Conviction just like that opened up like my head to a new world of just stealth. Like you are hanging above someone on a drain pipe. This guy has no clue what's about to happen. You fall, break his neck, and then you just run away as quick as he's like, wow. Even the uh, Batman games, obviously, that that's prim- primarily stealth in the in the mm. in the predator moments, like when you're hunting everyone down. And if you mm. go into detective mode and then just focus on like one of the last bad guys you've left, their heart rate is off the scale and you can tell they are terrified. They're shooting into thin air. And when they see a man dressed up as a bat, they, they first of all think, well, this guy clearly has issues. The second they're thinking is, holy <laughs> crap, I'm going to get the crap in. I'm a Batman. I'm going to have issues. That, I mean, that, that bit, those bits of the game, the predator moments where you just go and gargle to gargle. Yeah. Am, am I mistaken thinking like, can you make them shit themselves so much that they just run away? Um, in Arkham Origins, yeah, because that one was more okay. open world because you had more of an open, yeah, yeah. open kind of aspect that you're not confined to an asylum or even in Arkham City, some of them would run away. You could counter someone's movement and grab their baseball bat, and it's a very rare case they'll just look at you and run away. But it still <laughs> happened, and you can just throw the batarang and just knock them clean out, which is just perfect. Um. But yeah, those Predator moments in those games, like I remember getting it down to when there's just one guy and then spending like a good half an hour torturing the guy, <laughs> just freaking him out and going around the place. It's when you jump through a window. It's when you're on top of like a window. Um, and I remember this mm. this one in the challenge modes and you beat up everyone else really quickly and you just you find this one person, you try to lure them underneath the window so you can do the cinematic takedown through the roof. Just the, you know, the whole glass shatters, your cape flows down, you just kind of, that's it, knockout, and then, you know, take a picture, huh, move on. Um, <laughs> then, obviously, now you've got Arkham, Arkham Knight as well. You can change costumes and you can do so much more, but I wasn't a massive fan of Arkham Knight when it came out because they had too many tank battles. I'm not sure if you guys have played Arkham Knight, and I'm not sure if you guys agree with me. Yeah, I think that's quite a common complaint about it. I, I liked having the Batmobile. Um, mm. I liked some of the tank battles, but there was it was too much, <laughs> like... Don't make this a game about vehicle combat, really. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I love driving the Batmobile, but just having, like, tank battle after tank battle, I was thinking, this is tedious, this is very boring. Mm. I'd rather do a thousand Predator moments than just shooting Deathstroke for a tank. Mm, never, never played Night, so I think I stopped Arkham Asylum. Oh, okay, you have to play Arkham City. Arkham City is... City was brilliant. Well, I heard City was brilliant. I haven't played that, but... See, yeah, that's the one I started on, my first Batman game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so That is random. I actually can't remember why. I, I'm a, I don't know if I got it bought for me by like an X or something at the time, but I'd never played the uh, first one, but I was I suddenly got into Batman. I wasn't like a big 
you know, Batman fan for years. I already the first like two Nolan films are out before I got and actually watched them. Um, but yeah, then I got kind of obsessed because of they are amazing. So that's probably about when I uh, went and got the game or got given the game. Yeah, I only actually played Arkham Asylum maybe last year. Wow, I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah. Um, on the DVD release of The Dark Knight, that's when the first trailer for Arkham Asylum came on. And that's when I was like, what's this? And then I waited a couple of months and it came out properly. I was like, oh, wow. And it got that game got delayed a couple of times. And then it came out 25th of August, 2009. And that that's it. Like, I was up all night, just glued to my TV. Could not get enough <laughs> of it. Um, then obviously City came out and just blew me away. I need to replay it for because it was madness. I, I remember there being the the undergrounds, Wanda City, and also specifically the uh, the bits where you're fighting Razargul and you're like flying. But it all feels like a bit of a fever dream because it's been so long. Yeah, I think like for for Wanda City, it looked great. It looked like a really good little secret kind of bit. And then when you're flying, it's just, you basically got drugged. <laughs> like, yeah. Batman was basically on crack for a good half an hour, just flying around, just going, I need to get to this guy that can't die. And just, it's quite even a common then, thing in those games, isn't it? Really? Or Batman getting drugged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you think Batman's just addicted to it now by now, wouldn't you? Just constantly just like, oh, you know what? Do this myself, I don't care. Um, even then, they've done the scarecrow beautifully in that. Um, one game I've been meaning to go back and play, and I think I remember showing you this, uh, Dan, on the interview we did, is because I, I keep this in my office for some reason, is my copy of Arkham Origins. Oh, cool. I know it's not a popular one of the Arkham, and it's not by Rocksteady, I don't believe. No, it's by Warner Brothers. I couldn't get past, I couldn't get past, um, uh, Deathstroke. You know First what? boss. <laughs> Fine enough. Um, I was gonna rebuy that game today because I really I wanted to show my girlfriend. Like, you know, in 2013, that game came out, and I was like, just hyped to play it so much. I was mm. disappointed with it because it, it felt like it was just a copy and paste um, from Warner Brothers for other for the other Batman games. But then when I was fighting Deathstroke, I thought, wow, that's really that's great. That's oh, that's amazing. Better a game than I used to be, so I actually might have a chance of beating them this time. It's, so the thing with Deathstroke, you have to remember he will counter your counters, so you have to kind of over counter him if that makes sense. Um, there are times <laughs> where you you would use a gadget and he'll just suddenly knock it off, and I'll be like, okay. And finally enough, I was, I was actually playing Spider Man on the uh, remaster on PS Five, and I was thinking Taskmaster. This looks very familiar. It I felt like it was the exact same fight scene as Deathstroke and Batman because I was thinking. He's countering what I'm doing. Wait, hold on a second. I've seen this before somewhere. And that's when I kind of thought to myself, oh, you've got to counter his counters. But with Deathstroke, he just suddenly will bring out a sword and start hacking and slashing you. And you've got to just literally like, headbutt the wide button just to make sure <laughs> you do it. Obviously, not because no, I don't know why I did that. Um, so, um, yeah, to count the counters. But it is, it's, it's a rewarding game. It's great. It shows up how villains become villains. Like the Riddler... Um, also, I don't want to ruin anything for you for it. Um, well, actually, I've seen I've seen enough clips because this is what makes me want to go back and play it. There's like the Joker okay, like, you know showing up in a van at the end. You know, excuse my language, but fuck the Joker. They said that game would not have the fucking Joker in it. It would be a black mask game. It would be completely different. All right, awesome. Joker shows up and it's not even Mark Hamill. It's Troy Baker. I mean, I've met the guy. He's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Watching him in real life, the voice is actually nuts. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. But, again, I was still like, oh, so it's not a Batman vs. Joker, but it's the Joker's first appearance. So you mm. kind of feel a bit like, oh, okay, it's not actually all about him. It's about 
you know, originally eight assassins after Batman on Christmas Eve. And there's something about playing it on Christmas Eve that is so fucking magical. You can sit there and mm. play it Christmas Eve. And if you time it right, the when the clock strikes midnight in the game, Alfred will wish you a Merry Christmas. And it's like, oh, that is so cool. Um, but that's just that's the nerd. Cool. That's the nerd in me that will stay up over Christmas. Say I can't go to work <laughs> just so I can sit there and play that. They do that on a few of those Arkham games, don't they? Like the calendar man will be doing different rhymes at different times of year and stuff like that, right? Yeah, no. I remember setting my console date on the 360 way back so I can just get the plaque, so I get the platinum. <gasps> Sacrilege. Um, so I can get like, so, <laughs> so I can get uh, the, I can't remember what it was for Xbox. There That's the one. Yeah. It was like, um, oh my God, it's Thousand G. That's it. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> um, yeah, to get a thousand years achievement, just constantly rewinding the clock. Like, cool, reload the game, and do the whole thing. A couple of hours later, you get the achievement, and you feel a bit like, well, I could wait till December for that, really. <laughs> I don't really need to. But imagine, imagine if you couldn't rewind the clock. And you'd been waiting all year, and you miss that one day. You have a power cut or something. You can't get on, and you have to wait another year <laughs> to the disc, get it. The, the disc will go out the window. That's it. No more playing. <laughs> I'm done. Is that would be the case now? I don't think you can change and manipulate your date like that anymore on the Xboxes. No, you can't. I actually don't know if the Xbox PlayStation you you, you can't at all. They, they pretty sure you can't. I I tried messing with mine to get it to go onto a different IP address to watch American Netflix, and it wouldn't even allow me to do that on this new one. Um. Which is fine. <laughs> you can do it on the Switch for Animal Crossing, and that, that's oh, a game. Nice. That's a game I do find quite peaceful. And now people have started adding, trying to make Lady Lady D in it from um, Resident Evil Village. Res, yeah, and they're yeah. trying to try make the houses. I'm like, I can't even go to a peaceful game without getting haunted. Jesus, come on! <laughs> She's following everywhere. I did see a great video. Someone had um, taken her model and put it into like I don't know what game it is, some fighting game or like uh, Final Fantasy or something. Mm. But oh no, it was a Bloodborne game, um, or Bloodborne the game. They'd put Lady D in there instead of uh, one of the existing character models, and it's actually really good. It looks like her, it fights like her, you know, with the claw. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. I I played Bloodborne once, and I felt it was very Dark Souls esque. I was like. A lot of things are becoming Dark Souls esque, like uh, Jedi for Star Wars, Jedi for Order. That's very, yeah. like, very. Um, it's like Dark, Dark Souls light. Yeah. One of my yeah. friends, he was playing for Order and he said that's very Bloodborne for, like, beginners, Bloodborne. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not as hard as, like, um, those games. I mean, I've played it and I've not, I've not played any Dark Souls. I, I love the look of them, but I will not get good. 
but like the Jedi one is alright I do struggle with some of the uh, some of the stormtroopers and I've kind of like I did for a minute turn down the setting to be on easy mode and then was just like this just isn't oh, the, fulfilling anymore at all so I put it back to normal and the last last pass on on for, for order you will t- I, I had to turn difficulty down see I'm good at the boss battles I've got this great, like, I'm I'm not very good at just the average sort of stormtroopers with the, uh, you know, the special ones that can deflect yeah. you and have their own, like, lightsabers. Not very good at them. Boss battles, like that, you know, the big, uh, the big alien sister that you fight yeah. on Khajiit? Yeah. Done her in one. Like, no problem at all. I'm just, like, I'm very good at seeing a pattern, recognize it, and knowing how to get over it, which you can't do with just the regular mods, mobs, really. They're a bit too, you know, unpredictable. Whereas those boss battles are very orchestrated. Mm. I feel good at them. Okay, fairly. <laughs> I wish I could just skip straight to her because I've seen it. I've seen the end of the game and I absolutely cannot wait to just get chased down by, you know, Big Bad Vader. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the game's been out for a while now. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's long enough. The thing about it is, don't know about you, but I thought it ended so open-ended. I thought, well, duh, and it's EA. There's been a sequel in five minutes and they haven't made one I'm I'm a bit weird about this that. is coming I actually think that could be one of the things we get at EA uh, not EA sorry E3 yeah yeah it's been about the right amount of time for one and I've, I'm sure I can't think right now but I'm sure I've had rumours pop up that uh, yeah the sequel to Fallen Order will be being announced who knows yeah. Let's um let's put this down on tape so I can be wrong next week. <laughs> so I'm waiting for EA um EA not EA sorry uh e, at E3 if they're going to announce anything about Gotham Knights because obviously that's the next installment for Warner Brothers Batman which is meant to take place after Arkham Knight. Um hmm. I mean I understand how it is going to take over from Arkham Knight but Rockstar says it's not a part of their universe but it's just leading on from that from Warner Brothers if that makes sense. Yeah. Who's making it? Is this is it by Rocksteady or is it? No, Rocksteady were working on. Fun enough, they're working on a Superman game, and now they're working on a. Uh, it's killed the Justice League Suicide Squad game. The Suicide Squad killed the killed the Justice League. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and I I was thinking, okay, so when I heard all that, I was thinking, wait, who's gonna who's gonna make um Gotham Knights? And it's like, oh, Warner Brothers. I'm like, you know what, you fucked you fucked Origins. I don't blame you for <laughs> fucking this. But this game is meant to you, you don't play as there's no Batman. There's Robin, mm. Nightwing, Red Hood, and Batgirl. And I'm like, you know what? I would love to play as Nightwing, and I would love to play as Robin. Red Hood, I mean, yeah, um, I'm not sure how I feel about playing a Batman game with guns, but yeah, give it a go. Um, and I know you can play online with your friends, which makes me want to buy it even more. Um, Does that mean you play online with your friends, like one of you being Robin, one yeah. of you being Red Hood, that kind of thing? That sounds yeah. amazing. So it is like you can team up with each other, which is really cool, and you can play it singly. And I believe the story online progress will say, will say differently to your single-player progress, which is what I'd like to see. Um, mm. Fun enough, actually, speaking of multiplayer, the game I'm looking for at the moment is called A Way Out, and I've only wanted to play that because I've been play- watching Prison Break recently. And I was like, oh, my friend's like, I'll get A Way Out, it looks good. I'm like, I'll get it. And I can't find it anywhere. I don't know why. I went into a store today. I was like, oh, do you have A Way Out? Oh, yeah, we do. I was like, on PS4. Like, oh, let me check. Oh, yeah, it should be over there. It was on Xbox. I was like, mm. should I go this on PlayStation? No, no, you're on, um, on Xbox. I was like, oh... Kind of, you said you had it on PlayStation. I fucking need that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even though I think it's on sale at the moment on PlayStation, but I just don't want to wait for the download. I just want to, I just want to play it now. <laughs> you should, um, you, well, surely like waiting for downloads isn't going to take as long as trying to find it in the shop, right? Honestly, I downloaded a game called The Mean Greens Plastic Warfare, and it's meant to be a gig, and it took nearly seven hours to download. And my internet's trash at home. I've got like a maintainer's trash, 
and it just yeah. didn't it would not download at all and after playing it last night I'm thinking, you know what I'm going to delete it it wound me up something bad uh, mate <laughs> that way out um, as I say this probably won't appeal if it's downloads you're against but um, it's on the it's on EA Pass, you know EA's uh, yeah service they've got, so it's all part of Game Pass Ultimate as oh, well. Nice. But I think you can get the EA the EA Pass on PlayStation. And I think it's only like four quid or something, so you could just oh, sign up for a month, might as well, yeah, lock it out on there. Yeah, I was thinking cause it's a game where you don't need your friend doesn't need to have the game to play with you. You could it's like um, it takes two. You can just play it yeah. if one gets the game, which is perfect because it opens up more um, options and more immersive gameplay if that makes sense because for example for example if me and you have the game if i have the game so and you don't and we're on xbox i can obviously play it with you but it adds more customers for them to kind of go actually you know what i don't need it go halves on it job done well that's uh this is why like i'm a huge and will always go on about how much i love game pass just because of like the best thing about it not just the getting you know games essentially kind of like kind of for free in the netflix sort of sense of free but it's the fact that anyone you've got on it has also got those so like uh, the new, there's a new D and D game coming out, Dark Alliance. I think it's like out today. It's, it's out very soon anyway, and it's straight to Game Pass. Now, like my partner, he's a uh, PlayStation guy, but he does have now he's got a Series S because um, he just traded in for it. But because he's also on Game Pass, it means I can just get him to download that, and I've got someone to play it, and we've not had to go and spend, you know, like I think it's quite a cheap game anyway. To be honest, but for two copies of it, it would have been like sixty quid or just over. So there's all these kind of games we could just try. In fact, that a way out. I'm playing that with him uh, without having to have kind of bought a copy, like any you copies see, of it. Th- that's what I like about Game Pass um, is that you can get, as you said, like a Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus kind of subscription of just loads of games and they alternate each month, which is perfect. Mm. It's great. It's perfect for consumers. But what gets on my nerves is the fact that I could go out and spend £70 on a game and it's, oh, we get it for free. And I'm thinking... Like, I look at PlayStation, I think, why can't they do something like that? They, oh, we got PlayStation now. I don't fucking want PlayStation now. I won't be able to buy, buy my Sly Cooper game and not have to worry about, um, you know, having a subscription to play it. I want to be able to buy it outright so it's mine. So, well, very, yeah, I mean, that, that's like, that. that's obviously the same on Game Pass. Like, you, you are renting those games. Like, mm. other than the ones that are Microsoft, that, that you know, Microsoft Studios, which you, you, you're still renting them, but they're never going to leave at least. Yeah. Um. But you do get a reduction if you do want to buy the digital copy. Uh, but for me, like I, I loved when I was younger, going to Blockbusters, renting a game out for like not that much money, completing it and taking it back. Because honestly, like for me, I probably won't play a game more than once. Some games I'll play through like multiple times, like multiplayer games with people. Like I've played the Gears of War series and stuff like that with people multiple times because it's like. Ah, I want to show someone else this, so we end up, you know, co-oping it together. But um, for most anything single player, really, I'll play it once through, then I'm kind of done with it. So it works for me. That um, that way out though, they they've got their new one, which is the It Takes Two. Yeah, I've looked at that. I, I like the look of it. It's very abstract and very just abnormal. And it, I look and go, oh, that's really out. Like that looks really cool. The, the price tag, obviously £35, isn't that bad if you go halves with somebody. If you just go, oh, you know what, actually, let's go like, I don't know, for example, 17 bucks. Maybe. Yeah, 17 quid each. We have a new game. And then one of us just installs it. We can both play it. It's not exactly like mm. you've got to both have the game to play, which, again, like a way out, I think it's good. And I want to see more games like that coming up because they're small, like little indie games that are like, wow. Like, I'm pretty sure that's an EA game, but. <laughs> 
I'll, I'll, I'll say indie, but you know, like I yeah, mean, yeah. I know what you mean. It's not one of the. It's not one of the like you know Call of Duties or one of the the, the stables. It's something with a yeah. bit of uniqueness to it. it. It's, so, it's something different because sometimes I don't want to go and shoot everybody. Sometimes I want to sit down and actually go right. I want to break out of prison. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's good to hear, Dan, that your hobbies include shooting people and breaking out of prison. But like, <laughs> I mean, man's got to have hobbies, right? <laughs> oh, definitely. Speaking of prices on games and EA, though, uh, the bit of news that we actually have gone, and we are a bit drought on news pre E3, is the Battlefield. Battlefield 2042, I believe. Yeah. Um, have you checked out the trailer for it? Yeah. Very unimpressed. What? Ah, see, the trailer, I know the game won't look like the trailer, but the trailer looks phenomenal. I'm not ever going to pay the £70 they want for that game. It is multiplayer only. I don't see that to be particularly a problem because of I've never played a single player campaign of Battlefield. <laughs> you know, I only ever play those games with my friends. Last that Battlefield Bad Company 2, that was okay. But I did start the Battlefield 5 or V campaign and played a bit. And it was really cool. Like graphically, it's absolutely beautiful. But, um, you know, really, and if I, if I could do it as a co-op campaign, I'd love it. But really, I, I don't want to play that, those games um, single player. However... £70 for seven maps when there is games like Warzone out there, which I've not played, but it is free. Halo's coming out later this year. That's going to be free, the online multiplayer. Seven maps? Jesus. Seven maps. You're paying £10 per map. Now, presumably, there's going to be more released, but um, that's a lot. It's oh, yeah, <laughs> a I lot to swallow. There's more, but I can't believe they said that. There must have been multiple, multiple meetings, and they go, yep, seven maps. Yeah. Not sure that. Well, I always, I just assume everything went down of like, uh, you know, the why, why did you do this? And there's the the meme of Mr. Krabs just going, money. Uh, <laughs> like, that's a good point. But I don't, I think it will backfire. Cause nowadays, like so many of these multiplayer games are free to play and then they make up their money from microtransactions. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with that as long as it's not play to win. Or pay to win, sorry. You know, as long as it's just cosmetics, that's absolutely fine. So um, the fact that this is going to be a £70 to own outright game, that's too much. I won't be playing that. Um, Hopefully it does show up. It's the kind of game, though, like if it does show up on Game Pass, it's the perfect market for it. Oh, really? uh, it will boost yeah, their numbers, right. you know. So, like, seventy quid. To, to be fair, I, I've just I've just looked at Battlefield Six. Right, the only Battlefield games I've played are 1943 on that little island, and uh, I keep calling Battlefield 945 for some reason, and Battlefield One. Battlefield One, I really enjoyed, mm. but looking back now, I prefer that thing. That as they've given us so many like World War Two shooters, and they've given us Battlefield 2042. What? Okay, I'm. I'm cool with that. Like you know, they're, they're like you know, it's been a while since the Battlefield games come out, so they're kind of trying to not compete. I don't think they're trying to compete with Call of Duty anymore. They're just trying to outright demolish Call of Duty. Um, I stopped. <laughs> I, I bought COD last year because I really wanted to play Cold War because I really enjoyed Black Ops and I really enjoyed Black Ops Two. And I thought, oh, maybe it'll be the same as those. It was exactly the same. It felt like a really good game at first. Uh, then the multiplayer got ruined. Like simple as that. Not even six months into the game game got ruined on online by battle passes and i'm not a fan of battle pass I, I remember the days i could walk into a game and say have a season pass and you get all of it you get everything all the map packs everything in one go you haven't got to pay every month for new maps you haven't got to pay for an attachment that hangs onto your gun um 
and yeah, like, so I went on a rant then. I was going to say something constructive and productive then. I was thinking, oh, I know what I'm going to say. Um, but then, like I said about £70 a game, I'm okay with spending £70 on a game. <clears throat> Returnal. Uh, <laughs> uh, check out my review, please. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with spending 70 on it if it's exclusive to that console, mm. if that makes sense. So, for example, yeah. uh, Rat- Ratchet and Clank's out tomorrow. And I've played the first one, the, the reboot of the first one, should I say. And I was like, oh, I enjoy this. And I look at the new one coming. I'm like, okay, I'm really hyped for this. But £70, I think personally for that is a bit much. If it was mm-hmm. £70 for a new Batman game, obviously, yeah. Because that, for me, that's a AAA game. Obviously, this is a AAA game. I, I mean, I say I'm not going to get it. I'm, I'm probably going to buy Ratchet and Clank tomorrow. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> Straight up. Mm-hmm. Just Fair it. See, why does it, for you though, like, why, why do you think like it being exclusive makes it worth the more money? So I don't want to sound like really dickish in this point here, but those fortunate enough to get an Xbox Series X or a PS5, I think they should pay the money for those games because like, for example, Halo on Xbox. I've not really mm. touched a Halo game apart from Halo Reach. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to pretend to know what I'm talking about about Halo because I have no clue about Halo. But, I can see that being like 60, 70 quid when it comes out, but that's exclusive to one console. Mm. And PC. Okay, I, I try best not to... I've tried PC gaming recently. I did not like it. Um, so. Just to, if we're going to be shouting out our own articles, my uh, recent one I did on Uncharted 4 comes to PC and why I think it's a good thing. I'm sure we can argue about that. But oh, uh, I, I, think the PC, that. I think the PC players and the console players are different people. Of course, yeah. Speaking. Um, mm. Of course, though, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm not here to incite a console war at all. I'm just saying everyone's got their own consoles mm. and everyone's like, I prefer PlayStation personally. But, like, I'm ha- I'm happy to spend £70 on a on a game if it's exclusive to my console because I'm lucky enough to get it. But and... I don't know. I like, if, 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 if the game wasn't exclusive and it was... If it's worth £70, it's worth £70. It doesn't matter if others can't play or can play, surely. The only thing I'd be annoyed by is if, say, like, it was available on PlayStation and Xbox and was... Forty pound on one and seventy pound on the other. Yeah, that would be some bullshit. But like, that's generally not the case. That that, that would be yeah. And I'm gonna sound very like I'm contradicting myself here, which I probably am. I mean, I say I'm happy to spend <laughs> seventy, but depending on the game, I want to get that in capitals. Yeah. Depending on the game, I'm happy to pay seventy. However, with some exclusives, um, for example, Ghost of Tsushima, that's exclusive to mm. PlayStation because it's done by PlayStation Studios. That is a good game. That is a perfect game. I really enjoyed it. That hasn't dropped in price since uh, last year. That is still £40, £50. Pound. Yeah, I, I managed to pick it up for about 35 for my partner. Um, but that game, honestly, like, I, but I don't think that's an exclusive thing. I think that's a quality thing. Like, it's undeniable. Sony Studios do make high-quality games. Oh, they do. So, like, they really do. For me, oh, seventy pound. I cannot play seventy pound for a computer game. I, I didn't pay fifty pound for a computer game over the last generation. I'd generally pick up stuff when it's around the thirty-five mark if it's new, you know, newish yeah. or on sale. Like, so seventy is definitely way more than I'm ever willing to pay on a game as cheap as that might make me. But like, um, Ghost of Tsushima is art. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's art. It is just. It that, is art. That is a beautiful game. I watched that get played. I will play it at some point. I don't know. It might ruin my experience because maybe it's not as fun to play as it is to look at, but just the colours, everything about that game was just amazing looking. But one thing I did want to say was, um, like, I remember spending 70 on a game, special edition, having exclusive content with that game. Hmm. Now it's £70 hmm. for a base game. Whatever happened to our exclusive, well, exclusive, sorry, our special editions, to our, oh, do you want to get a still book with that? Yeah, I kind of do. The last steelbook I got was Avengers, and that game was trash. 
No offense to anyone listening that likes Avengers. That game was <laughs> that game went downhill quite quickly. And I, I played it, Max that Captain America. I adored that game. Me and my friends loved it until it was the same thing, just different skins. And I was thinking to myself, why did I pay, you know, fifty quid for this? Do you know what I find ridiculous? Because I like I've bought very few special editions. I got the Gears of War free one, came with a nice box, medal and stuff, but there's games now and there's been a few of them, but the latest one is the Far Cry new one coming out. This there's a special edition they're doing, which is like hundred and thirty pounds and I know you hate it, but it comes with that cool little dog in a wheelchair, which I fucking love. I don't say I hate it. I don't, I don't hate dogs. I love dogs. Just well, I'm uh, pretty sure I remember before the podcast you telling me how you hate dogs, but that's not that's not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he says it's a wheelchair. That makes it sound even worse. I am joking. He didn't say he hates dogs. Please don't boycott. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, that that comes with like a cool little dog toy. It comes with various things, and uh, it's about 130 pounds, and it doesn't come with the game. I'm it's sorry, a special that, it... edition. For the game, they, that does not come with the game, and it's not the first time that's happened. They did that with Red Dead Redemption 2. There was, like, Ridiculous. about <laughs> 18 billion different versions of it. Like, there was the base game, the one I bought. There was there was loads of versions, and they put up a chart of uh, what you get with it, and in no version could you get everything. And on top version, you've got, like, you, you've got, like, a chest or something like that with it. And some DLC didn't get the game. I remember it was something like two, three hundred quid as well. I was like, see, I'm not even a big fan of like the bonus content when it's just downloadable bonus content because mm. you know that's custom, not nothing, I suppose, because they have to pay someone to create it. But that is just them sending some extra download code. Like if I'm buying a special edition of something, it's for a collectible reason. So I want to have something with it, you know, like a Skid Steel book, like a model like I, I often see like some of the old models for like halo games and stuff and think man if only i had the money back then to be able to pick that up gears of war perfect example i'm pretty sure that there was a version that came with a mother fucking lancer like the big there gun was. with the chainsaw on it yeah I'm re- I <sighs> if i had that, that. <laughs> i remember a few years ago and i was on a certain website a few years ago and people were complaining when it came out oh it doesn't work why did you expect Wait, the gun. yeah the gun like <laughs> chainsaw on it i was like you expected them to sell weaponry for like 70 or 80 quid <laughs> don't have kids that's nuts i would like i would love to see people going up to like the store owner and going excuse me um the chainsaw doesn't work and it doesn't fire anything can i get a refund please just i can imagine people's faces on it just going what like a cyberpunk for example that uh that collect edition i've seen for a hundred pounds with a statue okay cool the but that comes with the game because you know they're not arseholes and they, they, they include <laughs> their game yeah, for a hundred pound i fucking hope so um and i looked at it i was thinking Okay, game wasn't that great, but I'm still kind of like, I kind of want that because the statue looks absolutely phenomenal. Is that Johnny Silverhand statue? No, no, it's not. That is the, I think it's the V statue. I think they just, okay. cause they've done so much. I felt so bad for them, honestly. When I, when I got the game and I saw the pop figures, the t-shirts, you can get Johnny Silverhand's arm. I'm like, oh, this looks so cool. And the game just went, I was thinking, it 
died so quickly. I've never seen so much hate for a game. I was just thinking, I was thinking, oh my god, <laughs> like, they have so much merch for it, and I would love to buy this merch, I just, like, I don't know how to feel about this game, like. It is, I mean, it's a story, it's certainly going to be remembered, isn't it? Oh yeah, 100%. Did you, um, I don't know if you checked out Glitch's article on how we should be forgiving yeah. Cyberpunk at this point, like, that is one of the ones we've posted where we've actually received, you know, people kind of not happy with the uh <laughs> the arguments made on it i don't think many of them like, who who kind of responded had actually read the article and kind of seen its point but if you give it a read like it should be forgiven it's had a horrible time of course at launch but in terms of an actual game now most of it's all been kind of fixed up oh yeah uh, i watched my partner picked it up on pre-order uh he'd been excited about it for absolutely ages as you know a lot of people were he got it for the playstation 4 his version was the original playstation 4 but with a modded that he you know put an ssd in it instead mm. and it didn't run perfectly like you could definitely notice it when you're in a car uh it was a little bit well very frame rate dropping he did have one game break in a bug at one point which then got patched up where he just couldn't into this like elevator at the end or something but other than that he ran fine and he seemed to really enjoy it so like I, th- I think a lot of people would throw hate and shade on that game probably haven't actually played that game yeah uh, I have it on Series X I'm like maybe because Series X PS5 don't have as many bugs but I was like it's nothing special but it's, it's alright did it run nice and smooth yeah so I'm tempted to pick it up when, when it goes cheap enough I will give it a go like oh, so, sorry I was gonna say I think it's sort of like 30 quid now but still people are saying that's still too high of a price for it but the game was 50 in release dropping by 20 is is cheap like I remember going to the shop. I can't remember. I can remember going to a game. I can't remember what game it was specifically, but it was like six quid on release, and then two weeks later, it was down to fifteen. Um, one called Werewolf as well. That's on PS5 and Xbox, I believe. I think. It's yeah, Xbox yeah. That went from fifty, and now it's twenty. <laughs> and that game yeah, apparently that's is apparently that's trash. That game was trash. But then Shit. I've seen. Sorry, I'm just looking on Amazon. It's gone down from seventy to best edition is forty two pounds, and the normal edition is. 23 pounds. Oh, I'll pick it up. <laughs> 23 quid. Like, it's like a run on my Xbox, which by the sounds of it, it will. Maybe. Uh, I was going to say, is the three pound posted in packaging? Because 20 quid is still. <laughs> oh, they, they are arseholes for that. This is so off topic, but I. Uh, <laughs> not last year, the year before. I was. It was Christmas, and I was looking around for something to buy my parents, and then I thought. Hang on, Game of Thrones has just finished. They haven't seen it. They love new TV shows. I'll buy them that. So I bought the deluxe uh, Blu-ray boxer. It was about three hundred pounds, something like that. And I bought it like in October. So by the time it came out in December, I'd forgotten about it. And then I got a notification from my bank: three hundred three pounds been taken out. So I rang them and I said, "Yeah, it's for postage." It's like, Wait, I, how much was it without postage? Two hundred ninety-five pounds. This was, of postage? No, for the for the oh. box set. So the postage was about <laughs> eight quid or something like that. This was a deluxe limited edition box set. Nice. If I'm paying for hundred pounds, ten quid of postage is not a problem. Well, it's not a problem. <laughs> like... I was just sort of like, I'm, I know they used to, they used to do a deal where if you spend like twenty quid or something, postage mm. is free. So you you just assume that three hundred pounds is free at that point, but it should be hand delivered by the guy you're buying off of for that. Fucking damn straight. It's it's like when I buy <laughs> pop, it's like when I buy pop figures offline and I see like in the shops they're fifteen quid. I'm like, I oh, know, get online, it's ten pound. Like okay, and it's like yeah. oh, but it's fourteen four pound ninety five postage. I'm like, what night? No, ah. 
Like, especially when they're online-based stores, like, oh, we don't know how you have a store. Well, tell me where, the, where your warehouse is. I'll come and I'll get it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I don't want to... I, I hate paying. I know it's off-topic, but I don't... I can't stand paying for, like, postage that's not, like, two or three quid. If it's, like, £7.55, I'm like, why? Why is it £7.55? The thing is, though, if you, uh, if you saw that online for £15 free postage, I bet that sounds okay. If it's it does, ten pound and five pound postage, it's like mm, don't want it. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just a thing everyone does now, especially over Christmas time. You think, oh, it's too much for postage. But think, like mm. for my girlfriend's Christmas stuff, for example, like she, I buy a lounge fly bags, and anyone that's listening that and they know what lounge fly is, they'll know that you know I'm bankrupt now. Um, <laughs> and literally, like I was like, oh, so it's forty eight pound on sale. Perfect, I'll get that. So I went, oh, I've clicked it, grabbed it, and it's like, oh yeah, for an extra like three quid, you can get next day delivery. I'm like that. That is how you treat your customers. So, mm. and then before I know it, I've spent twenty pound on postage mm. for all my orders because it's three pound for next day. That's how they should do it. That's how you get you. But even then, like I don't mind paying three quid for next day. But or like when you order something from O2 or Apple or something like that, it's free next day postage. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, when you're thinking you're buying, it's like three four hundred quid. Come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just just for going. It's like fun enough. I bought a Batman hot toy from America because it was cheaper to get in America than it was to get in the UK and it's like I can't get it till the end of June so hopefully the end of this month but then I can't get it till the end of the year because of COVID tax and all that kind of stuff and the postage was I think $20 but then import tax is like 77 quid so I'm like I might just leave it I'll I'll, I'll lose the money I don't want to pay 77 pound import tax I don't for Yu-Gi-Oh when I play like with cardboard cards like no I can't do that No, if you have noticed buying stuff off, like, uh, buying things from China or America quite often, you'll get, like, the package through and it'll have the tick box saying this is a gift, uh, even though it's been bought from a company, because it's how they can forgo paying import taxes. So I've definitely been stung, but I've been been stung. I bought trainers. I bought Nikes years ago, and they were expensive Nikes, and then it was, like, another 30 quid worth of just tax on top, which I had no idea I was supposed to be, you know, would ever have to pay on it, but it was crazy. It, it, do, it does hurt. Import tax does hurt. Um, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I, I, I don't know why I was going with that for a second. I, I was going to, I was just looking online for a second. I was going to say about 2K, tw- WWE 2, 2K22. I didn't realise that that was a thing. And I was just kind of like having a scroll. Yeah. You're speaking to the right guy, I feel. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you're going to bring up wrestling. I'm looking forward to seeing 2K22, but I'm... Um... Also thinking, oh, I'm gonna be disappointed by this one. Yeah, instantly. I think of the recent cuts they've made. I'm thinking, are they gonna? Well, um, I don't even have any characters to play. I I would be surprised if they don't have at least have war games in there. Yeah, you know what? If they so you know, last WWE game I played was 2K19. Mm. Bought 2K20. Sold 2K20 straight away because I just could not stand. Mm. What they've done to it, uh, and two K nineteen, and two K nineteen is still uh, it still holds up pretty well. But looking at two K twenty, uh, twenty two, sorry, looking at like they got Rey Mysterio as the cover art. I'm thinking, why is he the poster boy all of a sudden? Like, mm. you know what I mean? He's cool, but yeah, uh, he's 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 is. cool. Him and his son are have got to be one of my favorite tag teams, apart from Kane and Undertaker and Miz and Morrison. Um, but again, like I said, with the cuts they're making, how can they assume to keep any of their roster, especially this game, they've got this game coming out, yet they've just cut Braun Strowman. Like, what is he got? We're going to pay extra to play Braun Strowman. That, that, that winds me up as well. All the cuts they made recently, I was like, are people in two, who are making 2K, have they just got, oh fuck, that's like a quarter of our, our roster. Exactly. I'm pretty sure 
If uh, if you've been employed by WWE, they own you and your likeness for life. They do. That's, that's <laughs> so like, they'll probably that. still be on there. Oh, I mean, WWE own like they try to own everyone, but obviously, with you got The Rock doing films, you got John Cena doing films now as well, um, and obviously, they're, hopefully, they'll still be in the games. But what gets on my nerves, and I'm not sure if you, if any, you got, I'm, I'm assuming Jack's played it, but okay, I'm not sure if you've played, um, like for example, older older wrestling games, like two K fifteen, two K seventeen. Played um, a few of them, yeah. A, a lot of them, I, like a lot of characters DLC. So for example, I, I'm a huge fan of Mankind. Mick Foley, great character. Love mm. Mankind. He's a, a perfect, literally one of the greatest legends ever to wrestle. Yet they'll make him out old pre-order bonus. Why? Why not just add him? In? He's already a wrestler. Why just add him into the game? Why do you have to have it a pre-order bonus mm. for? It doesn't make me want it. I mean, especially the fiend as well. It doesn't make me want to buy it. it just makes me want to go. Well, I mean, they're tr- obviously they're trying to make their money back. But that's um, what I mean by like I hate I hate uh, bonus content just being digital because it costs like, nothing. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> like to, to add that into the game, it already is there. Just. Two K twenty came with a piece of SmackDown. It was twentieth year for it was the twentieth anniversary for SmackDown, and that came with the piece of the ring skirt, which I would love to own. But they wanted one hundred nine pound for it. I was thinking, so you get like a bit of a a little bit of framed cloth with the game, and you get all the DLC for playing as the Fiend. Fuck off! I'd rather play Battlegrounds, and that game was weird. Battlegrounds was awful. But it, but it reminds me of Legends of WrestleMania, which was a very good game. Um, obviously, All Stars very underrated. All, all Stars did not do very well at all. <laughs> all Stars no, sucked. All stars didn't. But I like I do love playing wrestling games, especially with your friends. You do like a a six man tornado tag, or you do a six man elimination chamber, and it yeah. is it's fun. It is really fun. But I think um, they're just suckering. Like they're literally getting our money for these games and going, "Eh, there you go, have any old piece of crap." When we don't want that, we want wrestling games that are gonna make you feel good. I know AEW bring out a game, and at the moment, I I've not watched. I've not three. They bring out three games. I did not know this. Well, there's there's one at the moment which is a sort of fraction of a game, which is the Casino Battle Royal game, and okay, then they're bringing out one. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm not sure when. Uh, it's just sort of like, do you remember the old GM mode on the old Smackdowns? Yeah, yeah, just simulate matches. You just watch the matches, yeah. I think it's because Kenny Omega, cause he's really involved in it, and so is Aubrey Edwards. And they've heard, like, every year people say about 2K, one of the big things is they never have GM mode anymore. So they're bringing that, they're doing that as a separate game. And then doing the console game, like, I, there's no date on it, but I've heard it's early next year. Yeah. But okay. if, if I was to bet anything, I'd say it'll come out very alongside 2K22. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, well, they're technically their rivals and, like, the... <laughs> I, I don't know how I don't know how to put it really. Like I I loved WWE. I was I've been in and out of WWE quite a lot um, for most of my adult life. The last time when I was a kid, I was watching ECW with the Sandman drinking beer, smashing cans. For me, that's that is wrestling. And I think AEW. But then I look at AEW. What they're doing is trying to copy WWE with the Attitude Era. And yeah. I do love I I do like in two K twenty you can play through the Attitude Era at certain moments which per, like will do certain objectives like stun Mister McManus Stone Cold Steve Austin that's perfect because it gives me a chance as a fan to like re, to like live those historic events for like, mm. the for for the entertainment um, yeah but yeah like like I said like with AEW bringing out their game in two K twenty two like you said they'll bring them out side by side and it'll be a you know you choose which one you want to play which is I think to be honest though like um, WWE have had their chance <laughs> like they have you would stick with them for the, uh, the the characters you know and want to play as but in terms of the actual games like you're saying they've never really got better the actual wrestling in them isn't that good like I would I, it's because they don't really have to try people are going to buy those games regardless but I would love to see a triple A like smooth flowing so I've always found like you're walking around the ring and it's just such a clunky experience you know you're kind of like a very boxy yeah your box step you're like your box step and like Bugsy Malone just going back and yeah, forth it's, it's you know no um, good and like for nowadays when games can be so fluid like movements mm. are so perfected they could easily have well not easily it cost them a lot of money but of that's course, the problem yeah. But, but then back in 2008, they had better controls for the game as well. Like you could grap, grapple with the R, the um, right analog stick, and it's just it felt more that felt fluid. That felt more you're into the rest, you're into it. You you feel like you're actually getting you know, like you're in a headlock, and it it felt great. And now it's just like oh, press square to to punch, and then that's it. it doesn't feel like you're gaining anything out of it. Hmm. But no, I think, I think WWE, too, hopefully this game will be good. Um, I, can't, I can't imagine it would be considering they make more money, they'll probably make more money off uh, NBA and hockey and stuff like that. And if you guys ever played a hockey game, it is really enjoyable. Well, that's the thing as well. For a game, like, I mean, if they were to dump a lot of cash into it and make almost like a definitive, I, it's the same thing FIFA could end up doing, but like, make the definitive game, it's very good, runs really well, and then just sell people DLCs. Sell because it's it's a game that's perfect for microtransactions. You know, adding in new characters yeah. and new skins and that. Perfect. So make a really good quality one, and you could probably milk that for years. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I've I've got a sneaky feeling that's what Battlefield Twenty Forty Two is going to start doing. Is they're going to make they're, they're hyping this up to be like you said a definitive like 
the one game you're going to want to play because it's online. Mm. Um, I'm, I've not looked into it personally. I'm going to guess it's got a battle royale mode because everything's got a battle royale. Mode. It doesn't. It actually doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that that that's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's a good thing because I actually now might be interested in it because it's not another oh let's do a hundred versus hundred this do this chip game, mm. but also. They're going to lose a lot of people. Entirely. It's the same like with Halo coming out later this year. Mm. People who play Halo are old like me and <laughs> they remember Halo and they remember playing Team Deathmatch and that's what they want to play and Battle Royales have no real appeal. I'm not a fan. Like, just because me, if I die, I like to come back and get revenge and I find the whole thing of dying and having to start a new game. What The problem is, it's not me. I'm already going to play that game. They need oh, to get exactly. younger people playing. So, like, yeah, they have to put a battle royale in. A battle royale in I would imagine Battlefield from twenty forty two. It won't have a release. I reckon they will add it if they that game. If it doesn't show up on one of the services, if that doesn't end up on EA Play, I can't see it doing well because it is competing against a lot of free games. So, but then I, I look at. Um, for example, I'm not a fan of battle. I'll, I'll play some battle royale games if I need to, like Vigor, for example, because Vigor is actually quite enjoyable. But you can play in a team with your friends, so they turn a battle royale into a team-based game. Perfect. But like with battle uh, with Battlefield 2042, is this going to be the start of a? You know what? Actually, we're going to start not having battle royals and games and start kind of like as weaning people off it, as it were, because everyone's on that hype for Fortnite and stuff, but is it time to start coming away from Battle Royale? It's been a few years now, isn't it? Yeah, It has been, and I think it's time everyone starts coming away, because you sink so much money, it's one game, you sink so much money into it, and you think, oh, and there's no updated version of it, there's just that base game, same map, same everything, just different skins, really. I don't know, I mean, I I played Fortnite when it very first came out, um, and didn't get on with it, so I just uninstalled, but... uh... I never predicted it would become what it's become, which is oh, like well, the richest game in the world or whatnot. But one thing that's quite cool, there's that Knockout City by EA. I have played that a couple of rounds. It's still probably not for me. You know, it is a more kids-based game. It does look cool, has a good aesthetic, but it's it's a uh, dodgeball. Oh, wow. And team-based dodgeball where it's first to, you know, 10 knockouts. You know, it's obviously fantasy, a bit fantasy jump, double jump and like glide and that. And it looks, it has that same sort of look at Fortnite. But what I quite like about this and hope that this becomes kind of popular with the younger people, which makes me sound so old. Hope the youth's like this. Because it's basically like a children's version of a team deathmatch. Yeah, you're not shooting each other. You're throwing like, you know, balls, but it is the same thing. It's, it's just not, it's taking people out as a team. And that is the kind of game I'm way more into. So hopefully this will be like a nice introduction to get, because my nephew, he will only play, like he will only play Fortnite. I tried to get him to play Halo, no interest whatsoever. So hopefully something could can kind of wean him into, into like a team deathmatch experience. God, yeah. I just sound so old. Maybe I'm just behind on these times. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a game coming out. I can't remember what it's called, but it's, I don't know if I dreamt this, but I, I generally think it was a proper game. It's when you die, you come back, but your dead self is your teammate. Okay. I can't. What? <laughs> yeah, um, like, I think you dreamt it, but um, I like I generally, I generally, I read something about it. I think I can't remember what it's called for life for me. But you, you generally, oh man, this gonna sound like people gonna listen to this and go, "What's this guy smoking?" No, I know what you're talking about. It's uh, something gate, um, where you are, you have like an objective. You get your little turn of it, and then like once your your turn's done, so I think it's just like you know, go and pick up this thing. But then the next team's turn or the next player's turn is to stop you. So then they start in the past. You're not controlling yourself. Like yeah, that's your cool. ghost is going through. They'll take you out. 
And then you go back in time, essentially, while both of those things play out and you have to incept that person before they kill you. And, you know, you lay up like traps and all that kind of stuff. It's a really interesting game. I, I'll be very interested to see how that works, practically playing it. But it looks very cool. Something Gate, because it reminds me of Steingate, the uh, anime about time travel. Yeah, because I, I looked at that and then... I kind of looked at Deathloop. I was like, "Oh, Deathloop! That looks, mm. that looks that looks gonna be fun." Especially with haptic feedback as well. Um, when you fire the gun and it jams up, your trigger will lock up, which I think is great. I hate that. <laughs> also, um, Destruction All Stars done it on PS5. When your car mm. gets to the point where you're about to ne- you need a new car, your R2 button will start just flicking up and down like you can't control it properly. And I, I was sitting there going, "Wow, that's great!" And that's another game that's a battle royale but also team-based, yet that failed. That They've now... Yeah, I've heard they're putting in bots because there's not enough people playing it or something. Unfortunately so. Like, I, I loved it, but I just couldn't get on with the fact that... Is it, it a racer? Me... Is it like a banger racer? No, game? it's... So, the idea of it is you're an all-star, so you choose characters, players, and the idea is to smash up as... Like, if you're playing as if you're playing certain mission, uh, maps, like Gridfall, for example, you have the... So you've got the map, and the floor just starts falling, and you've got to stay away from bits that like like panels start to drop into the ground and you will have to like mm. jump over gaps and you'd have to like basically just drive very carefully around the arena that is crumbling around you to the point where there's two of you left um okay sort of battle royale then so like last yeah. man standing but you're in a car exactly then you got um you can kick people outside of cars and when you kick them off the ledge and it's like you win it's like wow, that was an accident. Ha, <laughs> jokes on you. Um, then you've got Mayhem, which is you basically just smash each other up. Um, and you do feel quite like, you know, when you're, dra- when you're driving, you try to get someone, you just ram them. It's like, yes, got your fucking advert. Car Mageddon? There was some great, uh, back in the day, some great um, car smashing up games. I can't remember. It's Twisted Metal Black or something. I don't know if that yes. is the one I'm thinking of. That is definitely a game, but I'm not sure if that is the one. Like, there was this one I had where you're in a car, you have guns in your car, and one of the missions had like a big old alien like egg in the desert and you shot it a bunch and a huge mm. ant comes out and like chases you down and it's, it was amazing. Do you know what that is, Jack? What was it called? I think it was called Vigilante 8. That sounds about right. Yeah, that was yeah. mad, man. Because you got... Yeah, um... It was very random, that game. Mm. Just remember like, t- like there was a spaceship and stuff that you had to like sell, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I remember times. one car had like a sound system and you use the weapon that's all i remember it's a while a while ago you got uh what was it that came out recently wreckfest came out on ps5 and that was a free game i think last month a lot or the month behind but that's a game i wanted to play for so long it was a playstation plus game i was happy i was so happy um and obviously you have your remaster of burnout paradise waiting for a remaster of burnout revenge just saying if anyone's listening Please. <laughs> have that uh, that wreckfest because that that came to Game Pass a while back, and I was hoping to find people to play it with. I played the first couple of bits on my own, and the first mission's like a, um, a lawnmower destruction derby <laughs> kind of thing. Oh wow! So Dark. yeah, there's some interest in racing. It's more like I'm not a huge racing fan of any sort. I'm not even that into cars to be honest. But but like I know you know Forza obviously gold standard looks great. I've played it. It's, it feels good. Mm. But something like Wreckfest, where the actual objective is to smash into each other, that's more my kind of thing. I'm oh, good. Yeah. I, I, I'm bad at racing games. I'm fine at <laughs> uh, just breaking my own car. I've had a lot of car crashes in my own real life, so uh, I'm definitely practiced at it. So I was gonna say, you said something about um, a, a sound, like a, a sound being weapon. Yeah, there was like uh, 
basically one car had like a big, I can't remember what it was. I want to say it was a big LP player or something like that. You could, I remember you pressed R and it sent a huge shockwave out. That's the first time I've ever heard like anything like that, apart from the dubstep gun. That's literally when you say it, I was thinking dubstep gun. I was thinking I've heard of that before. Yeah, that, what, what, what else? Who? Can, what else can I kill with uh, sound? Saints Row dubstep. <laughs> Loved it. Loved that game. Um, I love Saints Row Three. So that came with a good. Speak. Go back to special editions. That came with a good special edition. Uh, that came with the game or like a a glass box just spinning around. And they've done, they done, cool. done their own Saints Row energy drink. I remember going to game before you had to be 16 to buy an energy drink and just buying a Saints Row, like Saints Flow energy drink. I still have the can somewhere at home. I have to dig it out and find it somewhere. Um, and my friend walked out with like, the whole cardboard cutout of the giant Saints Flow can. I was like, that was a good day. That was a great day. A bunch of 15 year olds walking in buying merchandise for an 18 rate game. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that game actually had the ultimate in um, special editions. I've seen this on like a YouTube thing, so it's not my research. Yeah, it was like it cost like a million or something like that, and it had like two Lamborghinis. Uh, I think there was like a trip to space or something with yeah. SpaceX. There was all kinds of crazy crap. I think it was like the CEO edition or the president edition or something like that. I think it was called the something like the stupid dub dub edition. Fuck knows. It was crazy, <laughs> but I, I whatever the copy the copy I'm talking about, there was literally a trip to space in it. Uh, it didn't get sold by anyone, like to, to anyone, and yeah, it cost like a million. So much, but, yeah, <laughs> cool idea though. Good promotion. That's if if nothing else. There was a thing of I think Gran Turismo did an edition where you got an actual track car. But the problem with oh, track yeah. cars is that you own it, but you can't like pop to the shops or anything like that. And you have to give it to a like brand hatch or something like that, and you can drive it when you. But you have to go there to drive it. That's the only place you can be. So that's one of the major disadvantages. See, now I've already talked about my special edition of Gears of War. That's pretty much all I've ever bought for special editions. I feel like Dan's possibly the best person or most likely person here to have some badass special edition. So, Dan, let me hear it. What's the best special edition you've got? Um, It's... Right, so... I did have an Uncharted special edition with the statue. However, that did the statue did break when I moved to my dad's. So that wasn't exactly when I moved house. That wasn't exactly the best thing. It broke. Same with my Bat, uh, Batman Batarang. I bought the Arkham Asylum special edition. It came with uh, the case that looked like an Arkham box. You would open it up and the discs would be a soundtrack and the game. And they both looked like tape reels from like a tape recorder you'd have during a, oh, a cool. therapy session, as it were. Uh, you'd have Harley Quinn's notebook or Penelope Young's notebook, sorry, that would give you a dossier on every single villain in the game uh, that you could flick through, especially as well with some art book. And the battering was made out of wood, I believe. It looked phenomenal. Um, Arkham City came with like a, just a Batman statue, which was in black and white. Got uh, Arkham Origins came with the Batman holding the Joker over a ledge uh, statue, which, which looked... Oh, I remember that. Seen that on eBay, and it's so cool looking. It looks... My, my yeah. friend's got it. My friend's got one. I never could get a hold of one. My friend was like, do you want it? I'm like, where's my wallet, mate? Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Arkham Knight, unfortunately, that special edition got cancelled uh, because it wasn't up to quality con- control. So it was meant to be uh, a Batman statue with Gotham City's protector, 
but that got scrubbed from the internet because that was a spoiler for the end of Arkham Knight if you finished it with a Nightfall ending. However, um, a few uh, that game just didn't meet up quality control and people didn't really buy a lot of it when it came out. It sold at midnight on Halloween, which was fucking great, but unfortunately it just didn't get as much as it should have. Um, but yeah, I've, I've bought my fair spare, sp- fair fair share of special editions in my time. Uh, I'm waiting for one special edition to kind of captivate me and go, you need that, I need all of them. Um, but definitely going to, com- going to MCM in London, you definitely get a lot of special editions there. That's when I mm. go there and go, I want it as a kid, I'm going to buy it now. That's the thing, like, there's so many, and I think they're not worth it and all this, but then like they generally keep their value, like unless they're a total flop or whatnot. But so They do. At some point, when I see something worthwhile, I will try and pick it up. I'm a pro gamer and all that. It's like the um, Ellie statue you get with The Last of Us Part 2. It looks really good. But then, for example, if you wanted to trade it into CEX, you'd put everything with it, the statue, everything with it, including the game, and then they'll give you like 20 quid for it. And they'll sell <laughs> it for, they'll spin it for like 150. And you think, man, I could have sold you the game for 20 quid and kept all the cool stuff. Which is what I used to do. If I got bored of a game, I'll keep all the cool stuff and just trade the game in. Which is uh, pretty cool. But um, what I wanted to quickly just say, uh, going to another tag about E3, was Hogwarts Legacy. I've not heard anything to do with that for ages, apart from the uh, launch trailer. Do you reckon, mm. do you, reckon you guys do you reckon they'll be there at E3 this year? I mean, WB, uh, WBR doing their show there. So, I mean, there is a few games we're expecting from them. I mean, do, do we know Gotham Knight and the, sure the, the Rocksteady one. Does that count? Like, I mean, um, do, do they count under their brands because they're owned IPs, like both of those? They, or? they, they might do. I mean, people want to see Kill the Justice League. People want to play as Harley yeah. Quinn. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be at E3. If it's not, that's a kind of bold move from them to not put out one of the biggest set, what could be a big selling game. Um, same with Harry Potter. That'll sell a shit ton for Hogwarts Legacy. I was going to say, Harry Potter, no, like that that got postponed. Like, that should have been out already, right? Like, that yes, was meant yeah. to be this summer was, or something. It was slated for August, um, but now it's been to next year. Uh, so I reckon we'll get something just to keep you, keep you, you know, teased oh, about I'm, I'm, it. Unless they've got some new things to announce. But Considering that they bought out, um, they re-bought out Harry Potter Lego, so they've bought out the Chamber of Secrets in Lego again. They've bought out hmm. the Wamping Willow, all that. They've rebranded, they're basically just rehashing all Harry Potter stuff. Um, I don't, God knows why, obviously. I, I'm a Harry Potter fan growing up, but looking back at looking at it now, I'm thinking, it's time for that to go, really. Like, you know, you can't keep bringing out <laughs> loads of stuff. I don't know. I'm never that huge a Harry Potter fan, like, compared to, like, well, my brother's a massive Harry Potter fan. You know, he'll, he'll go to Harry Potter world, like, on his own, not even in a creepy way, just, just to go and be a wizard for the day. See, I'd love to, I'd love to go there. It's just, for me, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a pretty good show. Pretty good film. Um, the books are like, fine ho- as well. Ho- the books are great. The books are fantastic. And Hogwarts Legacy is the closest thing we have of becoming a witch always ourself uh, being an yeah. RP, R, being a role playing game it's going to be phenomenal I'm hoping I'll have online online elements but I'm trying my best not to look at anything too much about it because I don't want to ruin it for myself but at the same point if it's not available for next year I want to know a bit more about what can I do can I go to the Chamber of Secrets please like that is my favourite location in Harry Potter Cause I, I like it because the game is like not based around Harry Potter himself it's based way before exactly like, yeah. as they say so like I like that because of that then gives you the opportunity to kind of explore the Harry Potter world universe, all the cool mm. gnomes and stuff, without having to deal with, you know, Voldemort and all the, sorry, I shouldn't say his name, um, and all <laughs> the other things from the films, which is good, because I need to break away. I played uh, I played Harry Potter, I think it was number two, and I remember the, like one of my favourite missions was probably the, like, you know, before it even got good, 
but where you're like in the Weasley's garden, just throwing gnomes. Oh, yeah, I liked that just because if it was like the Weasley's (laughs) house just made you think like this is living in the wizarding world. This isn't sort of like, you know, defeating the big bad. This is just what wizards get up to and it involves gnomes and shit. And I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Hogwarts Legacy. I hope it just allows me to be a wizard. Create my own guide, be in a house. The the only thing I I didn't really like about the Harry Potter games was you'd go, for example, in the Chamber of Secrets, you would hunt around for the, I'd look for the door with the snakes on it. I'd be like, oh, I'm ready to do this. And it'll just be a door you open, and then it's just a chamber of secrets. Um, whereas uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of Rec Room. Oh, I think it's on PlayStation, and it, I think it's on Xbox. Is a it, it can yeah. be can, it's VR compatible. It's like a Roblox hanging out kind of yeah. thing, isn't it? Like somebody yeah. made somebody made a in VR a full scale Harry Potter chamber of secrets chamber with the snakes, and it had the water. But someone added beer pong or butter beer pong to the <laughs> end of the end of the head and then you'd look at it and go, oh, that's it's detail it's pretty cool but then it had DJ decks on top of the head and it would do the Harry Potter like, theme but in remixes and um, it would drop that's shades cool. onto Salazar Slytherin it was really cool I was thinking wow like I'm in the Chamber of Secrets and my friend was like you check this out dubstep Harry Potter perfect <laughs> <laughs> Um, I see that game show up and it's like the little bean people, isn't it? And it looks yeah. like quite a cool place to just sort of hang out. It would be very good. In, uh, VR, VR chat, Sanka. I'd love to have a VR headset, to be honest. As much as chat rooms are probably toxic and horrible, I'd, 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 I'd give it a go. Every kind of fandom and every kind of chat room is now toxic. You go in there expecting oh, just to get so cool is. something, which is it's disgusting the way we have to kind of have a shield to go into a chat room. In VR, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to get away from my real life tro- uh, troubles. Why am I going to go in and get called names in like some virtual reality? You know? No. And that's why, like, my, if I played it before with my friend, people go, Oh, what are you doing? What kind of skins are that? So I throw a dodgeball at you, man. I keep throwing balls at them. I'm like, Go away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm here to have fun, not to get like humiliated. Leave me alone. Um, but anyway, off, the, off, off that, yeah, uh, Rec Room's a great game. Uh, I love VR as it is. I played um, Resident Evil 7 in VR. Madness. Brave, never, brave, brave man. Never again. Um, but then you, <laughs> you play from horror games like that. You can play the Arkham. The only Arkham game I haven't played is VR Batman in VR, and that's got to look so cool having to suit up in the in the VR in VR. It must look awesome. Um, but I did play Surgeon Simulator, and that's wacky and wonderful because it's just like mm. I'm gonna get this guy's heart out, but I'm gonna first I'm gonna slap him a few times and then rip his ribs off, and it's um it does make you feel like oh <laughs> I could be a doctor no. <laughs> Um, but that, 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 there's so many games on VR. Like, I, I want to pick up the Valve. What's that one? The, the Oculus or the Valve thing? I don't know. Yeah, Oculus Rift. Just yeah. the one for the PC because of this is one thing where if we're to you know return to the one day battle of consoles here, I wish Xbox had some sort of VR solution. Oh, you know what they like, should do. And hopefully they do. If it's coming, that would be great because especially with something like Game Pass where they just you know give you a freebie or PlayStation Plus. Like my partner doesn't have the VR headset, but when they have a VR game on PlayStation Plus. I'm like, claim that license because one day we're gonna get one, and I want to play that. <laughs> so. I mean, they're, they're, they're relatively cheap now to get, like ninety pounds for the headset. It's just the controllers, which are a pain in the ass to get because you yeah. find one and you can't find the other. But they sell for they can sell from forty pound each to a hundred pound each, depending on how desperate you are for one. But then you get the camera for like thirty quid, and you have it all set up. I'm not sure if they're gonna make. Um, well, I'm hoping they're going to make something different for PS5. Just something a bit with less wires, because I've noticed when I've played VR, there's a lot of trip hazards. And I know it says, I'll be safe, have all the straps on. But obviously, you can't see what's in front of you. So 
you look down, you think, oh, like, oh, I'm in a, like, a, you know, for example, I'm playing um, Surgeon Simulator. I'm in the hospital. But then you, you're generally going to end up in hospital if you trip over those wires. Like, <laughs> you know um, I, um, I went to this Game of Thrones uh, experience in London. They did some years ago. And they have this VR, the wall section. Like you, I don't know. You, you, I know you didn't watch it, but did you see the wall? Like at the yeah. north thing? Anyway, um, they put you in. They like, you have your headset on. They guide you. And in the headset, what you're seeing is like you walk into the, uh, to the lift that takes you up this big ice wall. And then you just, you know, going up it, you're looking behind you, you can see yourself rising. And then it gets to the top and like you run to the edge of the wall. And then you can look down and like, I remember because we took it in turns. I was fine, you know, I watched my brother and many other people when they run to the edge, or they're not obviously moving, but when the person who's, you know, they're seeing through the eyes of runs to the edge, they damn near collapse. Like it's like hands thrown out, almost falling over. It's crazy, really. Like it just the way it makes you feel is awesome. So yeah, I I want a VR headset if I can get one. Definitely, especially the fact that like go back onto PlayStation, you can get a Spider-Man Far From Home game, and you can shoot webs, and that must be so cool to look down at your wrist, go web shooters, and just actually fire webs, and you're just clicking buttons. But it just it's the feeling. I can entirely picture you doing that in your living room in full cosplay as well. Honestly, I I would like (laughs) I've 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 been to um, MCM many times a couple times as uh, Peter Parker with a suit underneath and a few times as well I want to go as Andrew Garfield Spider-Man because that's who I get compared to quite a bit with my hairstyle um, and people mm. do go oh you look a bit like Andrew Garfield and I'm like man if I could get that cosplay I would it's very hard to find so I have to use Tom Holland's and it's um, not his personal cosplay although if he's listening please um, I'd, I'd like a, a signed suit <laughs> um, but no yeah like even with the even being in full cosplay with the web shooters on like I'll still happily do VR going, yeah, why not? Because I'm still Spider-Man. Like, just... Man, just give me some working web shooters. That's what I want. I have web shooters already, <laughs> but I want, I've, I want, I've I want. not, like, heard of this game at all. I feel like, fully, this is the bit of deprived. Like, you can keep your Last of Us for all I care. Why am I not allowed to know about these Spider-Man VR games? That's that's so cool, man. <laughs> like, the, 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 like I, I was... Um, to be fair, I'm, I'm working... At the moment, I'm working on a piece where I can uh, compare... Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man 2 on PS4 with Spider-Man Remastered on PS4 because The Amazing mm. Spider-Man 2 featured maybe, I think it was a few different costumes, but kind of the same you get in Spider-Man, the, the 2018 one. But in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, you have a thing called Web Rush, which is going to a first-person point of view and you can spot where you want to shoot your webs and you can it goes in slow motion, but you see through his visors and his visors are yellow, I believe, if you choose The Amazing Suit. So you can see through his visors, his visors and shoot webs where you want to go. You can swing where you want to go. You can jump to where you want to go. And I think that's what the new Spider-Man game lacks in some way. Not to compare, not to jog off subject with VR, but um, that's as close as to VR. Sorry, was that was, was that Amazing Spider-Man Two a VR game or not? No, it wasn't. Was that just a mode you could that, have? That oh, was okay. just that was just an in-game mechanic you can have. And then with it going to VR now, um, you all you do is shoot cans. And you can get suited up, but I'm thinking, but if you can, you know, why can't you make a, a full scale VR Spider-Man game where you can swing through the city? Because that must in VR that must feel so cool. I mean, I, mm. I mean, I've seen videos of people walking on planks in VR and for actually tripping over themselves because it's, when you feel yeah. like, when you when you look down the VR, you think, wow, that's a long drop. And then you actually kind of 
lose your balance, you do think, oh crap, I've fallen. <laughs> and oh, I've still got a headset on, I'm fine. <laughs> but it's it, like it's... trying to fight survival instincts. Like your mind is just seeing you fall into your death and has to react to it. It can't, you know, comprehend yeah, exactly. what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's like falling where you're sleeping. You think, what? What was that? Oh, <laughs> I have that dream so often. <laughs> I feel like it must mean something. You should look into. And then, like, you wake up and it got, obviously it's dark in your room and you're like, fuck, where the fuck am I? Where am I? Where am I? Nice. <laughs> um. VR is a great thing what they've made. It's just I think it needs to be easily accessible for everyone on every console. So if that's I also me- think um, they I like I'm not too bothered about the motion control part of it. Mm. I would quite prefer just a VR headset so I'm seeing things from first person, but then I'm just doing all the controlling with a standard controller. See, I don't feel like it's immersive enough. Is it that immersive to be wailing around like really just trying I- not to hit your lamp? Like, I mean. Get a, get a higher lamp. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know, I just, I want to see things in first person, but like I'm fairly immersed without having to actually move. Maybe I'm just lazy, but I think most gaming, I think gaming in general, people prefer to not be doing stuff. It's like why the connect and why things like that don't really work because people don't want to be standing up dancing. Like, <laughs> you know, so. This is what I don't understand. People loved iToy and PS2. They loved iToy. iToy was like one of the mm. first kind of how it was going to work. It was awesome. It was great. Especially oh, cleaning windows. That's the one. I had that song. I couldn't think of what it was, but it's when um, yeah, it's the one we got clean the windows really quickly, and you got like hit off all the ninjas and stuff. I was like the uh, firework, just creating a firework display with a different, you know, getting to pop them in there. Like Is, exactly, yeah, that that like that was great. And then they bring out the connect, which like in my brain, I'm like, oh my god, that's gonna be better. And it it's just used for just dance. Man, not yeah, really. The thing is, the iToy, those games were just kind of. They're the easy gimmicky. games. They're just yeah, like exactly. gimmicky games, and that's all it really should be. Like when you try and put it into too many real games, I'm not really trying to get involved. Like using an iToy or using a Kinect is a gimmick. It's not a sustainable way of gaming. I don't want a Got game to. like that. I generally want to lie back with as minimal movement as possible. The, the so, like, with, um, so I was going to say the same with uh, uh, Lips and the X Factor video games. Like they're essentially turning your console into a karaoke machine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I had uh, I had the I def, def I had Def Jam, um, oh. the rapping one. Oh yeah, mm. and like I spent a lot of time like back when I was about maybe eighteen, nineteen, like getting drunk, doing like just rapping with my partner at the time, and it was so fun. <laughs> I couldn't sing either. Like this is the thing. There was occasionally ones like you had to do the Ti, and it has like the hi and all that and I could never keep a line but I can, I can keep the flow of a rap going so that one suited me whereas Singstar I can't sing <laughs> yeah. so uh, again that, that that I don't know it's that again kind of shows I don't know going from iToy to then like what is the basis of what would be now VR to now obviously then having like your Xbox as a karaoke machine now going to VR it, it's they've, it's evolved in such a weird way like we were used to having cameras seeing ourselves on the screen to now mm. we are literally in the game. Like, um, I'm, I, I want to say I'm a fan of Rick and Morty. I like some of the episodes, but you got a yeah. VR game for Rick and Morty and that just to shoot a portal gun looks fun. Like, I don't care if people go, oh, Rick and Morty's crap. I don't care. I want to shoot a portal gun. Most of these things, most of the good VR games are just fucking around. Like, there's yeah, that office exactly. simulator where you just get to, like, you know, throw stuff and you say the surgeon one is just killing someone. It's, I mean, Kind of like Dexter, but... Yeah, you've got um, Surgeon Simulator, you've got 
super hot. That's the one. Super hot is fantastic. Oh, that game in it's just on its own, not VR, is fantastic. But yeah, that I could imagine being it's, great. It, it's when you actually like move out of the way and you see it go, you see the bullet go past. You think, wow. Mm. That is cool. I haven't got room to move here, but wow, that is amazing. <laughs> this is why I mean. I think generally, like, yeah, it is cool having the motion controls. I don't disagree. They're cool experiences. But when I get home from work, which, you know, obviously at the moment is just go downstairs, but, <laughs> like, I don't want to start flailing around. That's a party game. Sure, if I had yeah, friends that were coming around and we'd all kind of get and play it, cool. But, like, say, you know, Resident Evil 7. That game, first person, you're fully immersed in the building, holding the controller, especially if it's the fancy dual oh, sense yeah. with all its haptics, you know, and you can feel a nice bit of immersion from that, but you get to just experience looking around and, you know, walking through yeah. it with controller. I think that would sell it better to I mean, most don't people. F- don't forget the candles you can get that smell like rotting wood to add the... the... That, is, that a f- is that a thing? Yeah, you can get uh, Spyro candles, which smell like burnt, um, burnt sheep. You burnt can dragon. Get... What? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> burnt sheep. I wasn't expecting seriously? you. I thought you were going to say it smells like candy floss or something spyro I was, I, was in, <laughs> I, was in, I was in game one time with my girlfriend, and she went to me, smell that. I was like, smells like burnt sheep. What the fuck? Who the fuck? Who makes it? How do you like get this? Roast like... lamb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Um, yeah, if I wanted to smell burnt sheep, I'd just go into the kitchen. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then you got Resident Evil 2, which smells like, it says, oh, the scent of the police station. And you smell it, like, smells like death. I don't like it. <laughs> the same with Resident Evil 7, it's like, smells like, like... Where are you finding these strange candles? Honestly, like, game. Just game and online. Like, game I, the shop. Uh, the game yeah. the shop and online. I do, I, I do Google some crap as well, you know. I do sit there and go, oh, yeah. do they make this kind of stuff? Like, Google's scented candles. It's like, oh. That's really like, cool, though. Like, that actually is an immersion, because that that's an inactive immersion. You light that at the side of the room, it makes you immersed in the game you're not physically having to, like, you know, throw your arms around. I, I think that's quite good. You can get Star Wars ones as well. I have seen Star Wars candles. Um, I didn't realise that had anything to do with immersion, but yeah, that makes you smell oh, like that, Chewbacca right. or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just for people that have a Chewbacca fetish. They want to smell like Chewbacca, go right ahead. <laughs> like one up in the bedroom. <laughs> so they've got one for the trash compactor as well, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good, that is, that's brilliant. It's a good way for a candle company It's made a really crap smelling candle to go, well, how are we going to flog this? We've just made 60 tonnes of the stuff. Exactly. Trash e- compactor. <laughs> every, every nerd ever is like, here's my wallet, here's my debit card, here's my mortgage to my house. <laughs> Crazy shit. It is nuts. Everything's, everyone's come out with new crap these days. You think, wow, well, what else can they, what else are they going to bring out next? That's what I, that's what I think. Um, <clears throat> the new colours for the DualSense controller, that's what they're going to bring out next. £65 <laughs> each. Considering the uh, standard dual sense is five pound eight is um five pound I wish it's fifty nine pound for an extra fiber it's it's not bad but will it still have the drift? That's what I'm. <laughs> Do you know on. what though my um my my partner's one he's got the obviously got the white one that comes with it it mm. looks filthy like you know, he's not even it's not like he's unclean sitting there eating Doritos while playing it's just it it just seems to those little fancy shapes of the X's and the circles like collect extra grit I'm sure like extra dirt. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. But then I look at it and go, it looks really nice. Let me just take it off its stand, very precariously hold it and dust it. And then, like, <laughs> like you know, I, I've spilled, like, I don't say I love it, I've spilled chocolate on mine. 
and I had to clean it very quickly uh, to make sure my girlfriend's <laughs> not going to kill me for that. And I'm just cleaning it going, it's not covered, it's still not clean, it's not clean. Um, whereas, like, they bring out the new black and red, and, the, like, the cosmic red looks so nice. It looks it gorgeous. Look but I'm thinking it was sla- it was, um, I was, it was slammed previously because it had um, drift, same as the Joy-Cons for the Switch. But I'm thinking... Are these going to have to? I've never had a problem with drift for the Switch. Nor I think that's just un- unlucky, though. I don't think it most people yeah. get. It. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's just unfortunate. Like I've I've not had it on any of my consoles. I don't think my partner's had it on his like PlayStation controllers either. So it's just unfortunate. By the way, I think you're. I'm pretty sure the last time you were on here, Dan, you were talking about these controllers. Just go buy one already. You clearly want it. Honestly, like I'm waiting for them just to get released. <laughs> like I would like to buy them, but I think you know the, the original's fifty fifty nine pound. These ones are sixty five. Why? Because I'll spray paint mine gold if I have to to look cool. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Of, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm hyped to get one. <laughs> but um, suckiest yeah. thing is like knowing knowing at some point. Like I, I'll, I'm gonna get this hopefully from birthday. Get this. Uh, I think I said it last time the toxic green one. But you know damn well when Halo comes out, they're gonna release a Halo one, possibly oh, even a Halo console. Exactly. Yeah, of course, they like, will. Cool. Of course. I just I don't have I, I don't have it in me to buy additional controllers just for the collection. But I kind of want them. But you know. But here's one thing: uh, the Switch itself. I heard rumors of it getting a Pro Edition. I I keep hearing that. As mm-hmm. well. You heard those rumors maybe from our own website, guys. Do you not read the blogs? <laughs> no, I read. I just may have heard. I may have heard it from somewhere else. I may have heard it from people at work. Okay. See, I I have a job. I have to go to work most days of my life, and I just talk about things. So hopefully that helps um, us. The thing is, though, with a Switch Pro, like. For me, a Switch isn't a console that you play your high spec games on. Mm. It's, it's it doesn't need a it doesn't need a pro. Like it can play Breath of the Wild. It can play those kind of games. I know it can even the fact that you can manage The Witcher and still look pretty good. That's True. fine. Like I mean, anything I, I want. If I'm wanting to play something with high specs and it to look beautiful in 4K, doesn't matter what a Switch Pro does. It's not going to be as good as the Xbox or PlayStation for power. So. Just, I'm, I'm happy keeping the Switch to. I, I, I mean, I'm in minority. It's going to sell out. It's going to sell better than every console mm, every month forever because that's all the Switch does. <laughs> so. I, I did. Um, I did when I picked up my Switch back in January before I got my PlayStation. I ended up getting rid of my Switch because I ended up getting a PS5, and I didn't. I, I have a thing where I can't manage two consoles. I don't want to buy the same game for two consoles. I don't want to have to mm. keep maintenance for both consoles. Uh, I had an Animal Crossing New Horizons Switch console which it looked beautiful. And the one game I played on it was Pumpkin Jack, because that came out onto the Switch before it came onto PlayStation. And it was the best, one of the best £25 games I've ever spent in my life. It is, it's got no... What's Pumpkin talk- Jack? Um, so it's basically, you, you're sent by the devil to go and hunt down creatures, as it were, but you literally are a pumpkin-headed person. You're a scarecrow with a pumpkin head. Cool. Um, which, it, at first, like, okay, I'm kind of sold, but it's... It's very wacky in the way of it's a pla- it seems like a platformer where you like for example the barn's burning down and for some reason you're really high up in the barn and you're running just jumping. You've gone entirely and silent there. I think your uh, your headphones have died. Oh please! Don't or whatever say that. happened last time? Please don't say that's true. I I had a feeling that was going to happen. I had still a with me though, Jack? Yeah, I'm still. Here. Oh, please tell me you can oh. hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Perfect. I'm an idiot, guys. So um, my headset fell out. <laughs> You're probably fine, both of you. Oh. Just notice when, when Jack was in here and him even, I'm like, hang on a second, look down and I pulled out the cable. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to look stupid because I'm going to cut this because I've got that power. 
So I had a feeling to do that, yeah. Just that, oh, by the way, I've got power to make you look stupid instead. <laughs> oh man, the temptation I get when I'm doing the editing on these, when someone tells a joke and everyone laughs afterwards to just clear the laughter. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> it's so tempted. Like, someone says something, so everyone laughs. I'm thinking, mm, could this be funnier if they just say it and then they're met with like 30 seconds of silence? <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll put out. I will make people want to die. <laughs> uh, I'm tempted to put out a supercut at some point. Just all of the, all of the best gags and jokes people have made, but then just remove all of the laughter. So I still think, like, for, I still think we should like. I know it's a podcast, and I still think we should uh, off completely off topic. We should actually have like a, a like when we when people are listening to us, they should actually watch us talk as well. Just because well, I'm into that kind of stuff, I like watch people talk because it's quite funny. At some point, like you know, when when this has been going long enough, we'll probably start doing the kind of like YouTube thing. But it does require, you know, as in like they do live stream YouTube podcasts. Mm. Yeah, but two things: one, I can't edit it. So it will sound a mess, but it means I don't have to edit it, which saves me a lot of time. So I'm kind of into the idea. But it does mean uh, you have to have like, you know, you do have to have the time every week at the same time, like Mm -hmm. everyone available or whoever's available that time. Whereas this, we can just record it whenever and put it out. So, but no, I'm totally into the idea. At the moment, what I'm more interested in is um, seeing more of your, more of your collection of things on TikTok. Oh man, I've done that one video so far because... With TikTok, it is difficult to kind of get like one video could get like on my. I basically I had an account there before, embarrassed myself here, and I did uh, delete it because I wasn't happy with what I was put out there. Because so I thought mm. I could do better than that, so I deleted all my videos. In fact, I deleted my account because I just wasn't happy with what I was doing. Um, and I thought I'm, you know, I'll do it for like comic gamer, easy because I know what people are into. And I thought oh, I'll start myself up one as well, like start a new one, but try and like promote this on both accounts if that makes sense so i go yeah. oh like yeah you know i mean and um for example on my old account one of my videos got four thousand views because i duetted a pelican <laughs> i don't know what that means this is young person talk but sounds oh, good okay i basically <laughs> it was it was it was me it was me on a video with another video with a bird just looking at the screen and it got four thousand a real views. bird a real bird i danced i danced like an idiot for I think it was 4,000 views, but I, I actually done a video about something I really liked and I got one view. So TikTok is very like, you know, you could do, you could do the stupidest things in the world and get loads of views, or you could do something serious and get one view with the one we got on TikTok at the moment, that one video got 760 odd views and our analytics are up. So if that one view, we got 10 likes for it, no followers, we're not following everybody yet, but that's more than what I could get in one video anyway. So I was quite like, oh wow. And that was just an introduction. Well, soon hopefully we'll see a lot more of your stuff on TikTok. Uh, that can be found at TikTok at commiegamer.com if you're looking for us. Anyway, back to it. So what are you hoping to see at E3, Dan? I'm hoping, personally, I'm just hoping for a bit more... The Hogwarts. Yeah, I'm just hoping for more um, Hogwarts Legacy stuff, Gotham Knight stuff. That's really what I'm interested in at the moment. Uh, maybe a surprise drop for a game. So, for example... Uh, rebooting Splinter Cell, maybe that they should have done ages mm-hmm. ago. They, they, like that, instantly, great, perfect. Bring that out. I would love just to sit there and go, oh, by the way, we're bringing out a new Splinter Cell reboot. Well, okay, you have my attention, you have my money <laughs> straight away. Uh, but that's Ubisoft doing that, so I'm not sure if they're going to actually get around to it at some point. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for. Every E3, Splinter, every E3 Splinter Cell for me. Every E3. What about you, Jack? Well, we didn't really get an E3 last year, and hmm. 
this year, I mean, they can't exactly do last year's announcement, but last year was mainly just bring out consoles and no, no real games. So I hope it's... a lot of teasers for things far in the future. Yeah, last year, yeah basically, I will have this game in two or three years' time. So I'm hoping for that, but. I'm also thinking because it always gets rumored that Microsoft, the next studio they could buy, is either Cryptic or Sega. So yeah, I've heard the Cryptic, but I've also heard someone dismiss it. Someone fairly like regular. Yeah. Sega would be cool and kind of makes sense with the you know Yakuza dealings they've had going on for a while. Sega would make kind of sense, yeah. Also, they're definitely trying to hit that Japanese market. Like, I'm expecting the Persona 5. Hopefully, that'll be an announcement there as well. Uh, we'll be getting that to, to over to Xbox. Mm. Um, for me, like, unfortunately, a few of the games I'm excited to see, I know aren't coming for a while. Like, Fable. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not going to show up. Like, uh, Hellblade 2. That might show up. There was quite a bit, big, big piece on that last year, but I, have a, I think I've seen that. It's not likely to be ready anytime soon. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of excited to be surprised. To be honest, yeah, yeah, I think that's the best part about E3 is you expect to go, Oh, I want this to come out. This is gonna, you know, oh, it's gonna be like, for example, um, Skull and Bones next. I'm hoping Ooh, they'll do yeah. it. I'm hoping they'll go, Oh, by the way, his little trailer, Skull and Bones, great. Um, I'll be like, oh, Awesome, but a part of me is thinking, Oh, they're gonna do all the mainstreams that everyone wants, like Battlefield, probably the next cut, all that kind of stuff. And I'm hoping they'll slide a few bits in, like a remark, like um, a remake of Sly Raccoon, if you've anyone's played that, yeah, um, afraid not. What, it's fantastic, honestly. What it's the next? It's one of the next pop figures coming out. Uh, I know they've done the medieval remaster, so I'm hoping they'll do the same thing for Sly Raccoon. Um, again, every year I always say to my friends, Splinter Cell, like please. And last time they announced a Splinter Cell game, it was a mobile game, and <laughs> he, he came up in Wildlands as well, which wasn't exactly the best because I want to be able to play as him. But I guess we have to wait and see what happens for E3 this year. I'm hoping uh, at least we get one, like Jackson. At least we get one. It's not like um, it's not like you know we can't. See what we get. Yeah, I mean, say, here, Comedy Gamer, we're all going to be covering it. It's going to be an incredibly big few days of just writing up story after story, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. But bring it on. I'm excited. <laughs> it's good yeah. times. I'm, I just thought of one thing that I am sort of expecting, in, and it links into one of my articles, actually, is that because we haven't had a James Bond game. Well, we have, but it was a mobile game. That died of death after like five minutes. And we haven't had a console one in nine years. We haven't had a good one in even longer. So I'm expecting them to sort of announce it. Well, we got the, um, as, as your article was talking about, I think the IO Interactive, which is, uh, be, I mean, is it just going to be essentially reskinning Hitman to be James Bond? I think or it will is be. it going to be something entirely That's different? My prediction is it will reskin Hitman, but nerf it at the same time. It, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Hitman's a great, and mm. it's honestly one thing I did kind of notice when I read your article uh, about James Bond being a one man tank, and then you kind of think, yeah, that's not really how he is. Like, mm. he's a secret agent. He isn't just killing and gunning down everyone he sees, so it kind of would make more sense to be a hitman where you're actually sneaky. It would make a whole, whole lot more sense, and maybe if they want to do those games get as Rambo games, then yeah, yeah that mm. makes sense. But anyway, guys, is anyone else got anything they want to bring up? Um, no, I'm all good. Uh, I think we've right. gone through everything now. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I'll say dry week 
next week's E3. I have absolutely tons mm. of news coming oh, out yeah. then. Oh, um, but in the meantime, uh, yeah, everybody, please give us a like on any social media you can find. Best thing you can possibly do is tell a friend to follow us, tell a friend to listen to us. Uh, we are launching two brand new podcasts over the next week. Uh, one of them is Red Sun, our comic book and comic culture theme podcasts where Dan and Tom will be on most and every week. And this week featuring myself as I am here to plug pretty much any gap. And then uh, we're also going to be launching our horror-based podcast. So all things ghouls, spooks. Yes, this is somewhat to do with gaming in that there is games involved in horror. But, you know, that ship has sailed. We'll talk about anything at this point. Most of these um, gaming podcasts just end up us rambling on about horror or superheroes anyway. So they're getting their own. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Dedicated show, and that's going to be called The Red Scare uh, with Holly and Bandit, who have both been on this show before. And yeah, other than that, just keep keep an eye on commiegamer.com. Dos Vidania. Dos Vidania.